and Well Capitalized, a podcast about the Canadian credit union system. I'm your host, Josh Noble, and I'm joined today by Tarek Williams, Commercial Account Manager at Service Credit Union. In his role, Tarek develops new relationships to grow membership and facilitate business relationships for lending and deposits, as well as maintaining and managing current relationships. Thanks so much for being here, Tarek. No problem. Thanks for having me, Josh. So to start out, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? What was your journey to your current role of service? Absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, I might as well start with where, where you and I met, actually. Um, I started out an undergrad at Prairie Bible College, now Prairie College. Josh and I were classmates, colleagues. We even played basketball and volleyball together. Um, you know, finished there and then went on to do uh, a master's in business from Trinity Western University and took a job shortly thereafter at Service Credit Union, initially in retail banking. This is way back in 2013 now. Um, and then just six months later, moved into commercial banking, business banking. That's, you know, I've loved it ever since. It, it's, way, it's quite interesting. It's dynamic. It changes. Uh, you get to really learn a lot about who you're dealing with. You get to know um, your clients and build those relationships. It's not very, not as transactional, I should say. You get to really know, know the individuals you're, you're dealing with. So, um you know, and it was sort of a progressive thing in the last seven years, moving up in various roles uh, in the commercial banking department, all here in Medicine Hat, um, to where I am today. I guess the title is officially relationship manager, but commercial account manager, really the same thing. Yes, you bring a wide experience uh, in finance, particularly to your role. Uh, you work as a commercial lender, but you also have a pretty deep interest and experience in wealth management. Uh, you've got your CFA work time as a portfolio manager. So tell me a little bit about that. What drives your interest in the two areas? Uh, do you see contradiction? Do you see synergy between the two different areas? What uh, what drives that interest? Absolutely. I do absolutely really enjoy in, in wealth management and understanding how a company works. And so in that way, uh, I, I see a lot of synergy, a lot of similarity. So, you know, for Service Credit Union and the commercial banking department, we write loans, we write mortgages. Um, and I would say, basically, I'm, I'm doing the financial analysis on, on debt investment. So I will invest debt in a particular enterprise company. It's generally a very small business in comparison, whereas in my life as a portfolio manager, you know, these are uh, primarily equity investments and, you know, only public uh, investments. So, Large, large cap companies traded on the TSX or C500 or what have you, right? And so while there is some similarities in terms of, you know, getting some financial statements, um, running a couple of spreadsheets and figuring out what's going on there, it is, it is quite different too in that, um, you know, I have access to the, the numbers are just quite different with uh, the service credit union, the commercial lending role. And, um, you know, I have access to management and while some analysts may in the wealth management role, that's certainly not the case for our small firm. Um, so, you know, I get to really understand the ins and outs of a particular business. Also, I find it's, um, it's interesting, and particularly in the last six months, we've seen the role that short-term sentiment sort of plays in capital markets. Um, and now what I'm referring to is just the stock market, uh, you know, been quite volatile since February, since the, the pandemic started. Um, and prices have gone up and down, and the value of your investments have gone up and down. Whereas, you know, in, in debt investments in our small business market here, um, 
our investment value isn't repriced every day by buyers and sellers. And so it's a little bit less. It's, it's an interesting difference there, you know, where value doesn't appear to be created and destroyed uh, just by um, the emotions in the market. It's, it's uh, more tangible in that way. Um, and that's, I guess, that investment in general. But that's, that's one, inter- one area where it is a little bit different. But I, I do find them quite complementary and, and enjoy them to get much value out of both. So in your mind, where's the opportunity for differentiation in asset management in the credit union system? I know that there has been some uh, ESG push and some uh, values investing, sustainability investing growth uh, in, the, in the credit union system. Uh, do you see those as being the right green shoots for us? Or are there other ways that credit unions can win and differentiate when it comes to asset management? Right. I love this question. This is a very, very good question. Um, you know, I think there is a huge opportunity for credit unions here. Um, and just in the fact that, you know, we have in the credit union system this credibility that they just don't, just doesn't exist in many parts of, of capital, the, the capital market finance world. Um, we have that trustworthiness, that, that commitment to being a responsible, socially responsible partner in, in capital markets. And so what I mean is, um, like you referenced, ESG funds, environmental, social governance, um, have just been skyrocketing in popularity in recent years. And in particular, in this pandemic year, in preparation for this interview, I did look at some recent statistics, and you know, BNN is saying that year-to-date, as of June of this year, we're seeing you know, over 700 million into ESG funds in Canada compared to just 200 million in all of 2019. Um, so that's huge. And, you know, we, we see the traditional players uh, that everybody's familiar with, RBC, Scotia, CD, getting into these funds, um, which is, you know, not a bad thing. It's a good thing, I suppose. And I'm not trying to question the, the maybe the sincerity of it. But I know that the way a credit union as a cooperative is organized, this sort of investing and this sort of focus on more than just the bottom line is is inherent in our structure, right? So, you know, this is a credit union-based podcast. I'm, I'm sure many of your listeners are familiar, but I think it's worth saying anyways, you know, a credit union exists to provide a necessary and absolutely necessary service, financial services, to a particular community, you know, everybody in that community comes together and says, we need this service. We need it to be, to be done reasonably well. Um, we're going to pool our money and we're going to provide that service. And while we recognize money needs to be made, that is not the entire focus. Uh, it's about being a good community partner. It's about providing advice and, and real solutions for people in the community. And that's, that's exactly what credit unions do. And we were doing it before it was cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, and so I, I really think that as it's, it, it's huge, it's great. The world is moving in this direction and, and credit unions have that credibility to do that. Um, and you know, like I, like I said, just cut me off. I'm going too long because this is something I'm really interested in. Um, in asset management, uh, you know, we see this, this change, this focus on, on a triple P bottom line, if you will. And there's a couple of different catchphrases, you know, people, profit planet. Um, 
some of it may be a generational thing, but in general, um, people are, are thinking, well, I wouldn't support a company that I know is doing something I don't agree with, that doesn't line up with my value, with, with my spending, right? I wouldn't go to a company that I know is hurting people that doesn't do well for their workers and whatnot. So why would I then let my investments be done that way as well? Right. And it's, it's, I love it because it is, um, you know, it's, it's not actually the government regulating, you know, some of it is, but it's, it's actually the investment community, individual businesses and firms saying, you know what, this is how we want to spend our money. That's what makes it so cool, right? It's not just, you know, a shift in the regulatory environment. It's actually a shift in the attitude of the investment populace. The recognition that, you know what, we have some real challenges out of climate change. Um, yeah, the way that, you know, wealth is created and, and destroyed and, and distributed among the masses. Um, and I think it's, uh, if we can compare, uh, you know, sort of one of the, the great capitalistic ec- economists, Milton Friedman, uh, you know, he once said, the only social responsibility of business was maximize profits and we saw that lived out and we, we see that lived out in many situations where the bottom line is all that matters um, and that's it and then now we're seeing a flip from that uh, from, from the focus on shareholder profits to stakeholders you know what are the employees saying what are the customers saying what are the people in the supply chain saying and that's huge um, in particular I think it's huge because I'm, I'm a capitalist. I'm a big believer in, in the ability of markets. We've seen in our, in, you know, in the last couple hundred years, the way capitalism has lifted so many out of poverty. Um, but we cannot ignore some of the hardships, some of the challenges it's created, uh, some of the waste. Um, but now that we have this ability to focus on more than just a profit-based bottom line, I think we can see... Um, how capitalism continue to change the world and, and create wealth and create value and really make a difference. Well, I love it, Derek. I think that you've nailed the next marketing campaign slogan right there. We were doing it before it was cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's true. It, it's in our DNA. This, this is what the, the credit union system is all about, is this, is this balance that um, we are seeing becoming more and more a part of the conversation. Um, so yeah, I, I, I appreciate your insight on it. Now, mm-hmm. I know that we've seen a lot of FIs reporting uh, that it's difficult to lend in the midst of the pandemic. A lot of FIs are reporting that deposits, assets under management are growing uh, and, and no one seems to want to uh, borrow or, or many, many industries don't want to borrow given the moment of uncertainty. Do you see any creative ways credit unions can be putting their assets to work in communities given this uh, this current moment? Absolutely. Um, I think it's a really good question. And I think, it, you know, this pandemic has been a challenge for so many people, and it does provide an opportunity for credit unions to differentiate themselves to show how we can do things in a way that's better and more community-minded than our, you know, chartered bank counterparts. Um, so a couple of things, uh, you know, that we, I've seen in, in credit union circles here myself, and I would recommend as well. Um, one is advice. Um, sometimes it's not, you know, uh, there's not how much you can do in terms of 
you know, uh, financing and sometimes, you know, a particular individual and member only needs advice. And so, for example, what we've done is we've partnered with a large um, cross Canada accounting firm. We provided seminars on various tips and tricks and things you can do uh, in real ways to help manage cash flow, to manage the different environment we're in, you know, regarding um, technology, moving sales online, work from home, that culture shift, you know. So we, so we brought in these experts and facilitated that uh, at no cost to our members to just say, this information. Um, we can, you know, we worked with that particular accounting firm so that they gave us some um, collateral, I guess you call it, some spreadsheets and some um, uh, documentation that the, the members could take with them and use for their own operations. Um, and, you know, we had a couple members and that was helpful for them. I think one thing we always see in in these recessions and um, these uh, sort of market downturns is that, um, like you mentioned, liquidity drives up, or and I shouldn't even say liquidity, financing drives up, right? So the big banks, uh, they may move away from a sector or even a region. Um, you know, we feel that here in Alberta oftentimes. Um, with oil and gas being such a, a strong part of what we do and then oil prices being in, in the, the hole right now. Um, what credit unions can do is we can, we're local, right? Um, I come across this all the time where, you know, a, uh, <laughs> a particular business has a banker they've never met before out of Toronto who is now taking over their file and saying, you got to go. Um, we're not interested. We're going to start charging fees. Please find a new bank. Um, and it's not, you know, it's just someone in, in the uh, risk department at this sector or this region or this sector and region is now very dangerous for us and we need to diversify out of it or get out of it. And so when they can, they get out of it. And, and you know, that's, that's not fair. That puts businesses in a very tough spot. Um, now, what we are proud of as credit union, we can make decisions locally. We can look at individuals as individuals as opposed to a sector or a region and say, hey, does this make sense for this particular individual? Um, I think that's huge. Um, and then it, the next thing is very similar deal-specific adjudication. So, um, like I mentioned, we're oftentimes up against a, a financial institution that is just not interested in a particular uh, sector of, of, you know, oftentimes it's real estate, actually, yeah where the tenants are smaller mom and pop shops. Not interested in taking the risk on tenants being the smaller mom and pop shops in case they go out of business and the landlord can no longer make their mortgage payment. Um, but we'll take a look at every deal because, um, you know, no deal is uh, deemed too risky or outside of our parameters until we've actually looked at who our borrowers are and the nature of the deal is potentially there. I think that willingness to, to review every particular deal and with solutions, even if it isn't the one that was initially hoped for, is, is super valuable, and you won't see that necessarily in the marketplace from some of our competitors. So, I think those are some good options in in these tougher times to to help out. Well, Tarek, I'm really honored to have you join. I know I know you. I know you're a hardworking, values-driven professional. You really uh, undersold just all the stuff you're doing beyond the two professional roles. You have volunteer commitments with few community-based organization, uh, organizations, including work that uh, supports new Canadians, some international development work. For you, what drives your passion and your energy? 
you're making me blush. You're kind, Josh. <laughs> um, you know, I really feel like uh, it's just part of being a good community member. I enjoy my city. I enjoy my province. I enjoy my country. And as part of that, I think, um, I honestly think the whole world would be a better place if, you know, everyone felt that, hey, I like it here and I'm going to do everything I can to make it a better place because I'm here, you know? And so because I value that, I think just being part of a, just being a well-rounded individual, well-rounded adult is, you know, contributing back to the community that you live in to try and make that community a better place and using your skills in that way, right? I have found, you know, oftentimes when volunteering, um, if you're in in an area that is not in your wheelhouse, it can be exhausting and it can be actually quite challenging. Um, Whereas if you find a way to contribute in a way that uses your expertise or or your skill set, it can be extremely rewarding and um, extremely valuable. And so that's what drives me. I just want to make sure that uh, this community I live in is better because I've lived in it, because I enjoy all I've gotten out of it. And so I want to make it better for those after me. Well, I think that's a sentiment that I, I can get behind. I really appreciate you, Tarek. Appreciate your work. Wish you all the best at service and in all your endeavors. And uh, look forward to crossing paths again soon. Thanks for having me, Josh. I really appreciate it. Good chatting with you.